Hello and welcome to the Captain's Table, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Berserker01, Batman Shelly, your humble host and space bartender at the Astro Pub, and your moderator here on the Captain's Table. Tonight, I'm bringing you two brand new faces um, that, that, that are not new to the community, but new to uh, the Captain's Table. Um, and I'll let them introduce themselves, starting with uh, Minion. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen, and where can they find you? I am a pirate or i would like to be a pirate once that becomes a thing in star citizen and i post random uh meandering videos on <laughs> youtube discussing the topics like piracy and fleet logistics and other things on uh yeah on the youtube sweet uh and uh where can they find you just just is it minion soldier yeah. on youtube yeah that's it just youtube awesome uh, and Cece. Cheers. I'm a pirate for now. Want to be a rebel against UEE when those systems come in. <laughs> um, I stream on Twitch under Apex Crime Stat. Really loving Jumptown so far. Jumptown's fun. You'd never expect to be able to bag a Gladius with an Eclipse. That's <laughs> impressive. My favorite. My favorite with Jumptown is uh, is uh, Ballista Town, where oh, you those get. Are where you can get someone to like fly in. Like if you have a friend who can like try to drag an enemy close, once they get about under two kilometers from a ballista, they can't dodge. Their, their countermeasures don't work. So you basically point blank them and they, they just, they get, they go explodey. Uh, we use those all at Xeno threat. Robbed so many slow butters with ballistas. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get started with the discussion for today. Today, we're going to talk about a lot of theory crafting as well as current status. So if you're not much of a theory crafter, just be 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 understanding of that because this is kind of the way we're going to be going, uh, especially as Star Citizen is growing as it is and with Star Citizen changing um, and likely in the near future uh, to include more and more people per server. Um, it's might be a good good idea especially since it takes cig six to six months to a year sometimes to actually implement some of these ideas to start discussing as a community some aspects of the game which are going to be needed in the near future but we don't currently have uh, and how they should be functioning give some impact and some feedback on that so for the first one i'm going to talk with cc because you were the last person to introduce yourself uh, we're going to talk a little bit about fleet logistics uh, let's go over what we currently have and what you would like to see in, in Star Citizen in the near future for logistics with fleets. Things like intelligence gathering, things like, um, you know, uh, linking systems, all sorts of things. So go ahead, Cece, you have the floor. Wait, um, yeah, right now I, I'm an intelligence specialist. And there is nothing like in the game. Like that's your yeah. that's your job. Yeah. Yep. And we, we don't have anything in the game outside of lurking in chat and just scraping it for what people are saying, which is useful. <laughs> There's a lot of people who tell you where they're mining. But when when you look at the tracker and it's supposed to have an upgraded radar and that's not in. Or the terror pin's supposed to have a scanning suite that we need. And we also need systems that communicate between ships because it's having a Terrapin is not a lot of good if you have to go on a Discord call with 80 people to tell you what you see. 
So what would you would you would you like to see in in Star Citizen? And let's just say the long term. Um, what would you like to see? How could Star Citizen tackle some of these 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 issues of like lack of of logistics and intelligence gathering and those sorts of things, especially for fleets and for piracy and such? Um, uh, to analog it with real life, we use something called the Link sixteen Link sixteen communication system, which uh, if you take the F twenty two, is collecting your data. Anything he picks up on his scanning suite is automatically fed to other fighters or ground assets that you have. That is the biggest hurdle we need, is have that Terrapin scanning sends that information to your Polaris, and it automatically is updated on the Polaris's radar or on the um, planetary globe room. And mm-hmm. that further information gets disseminated down to all your smaller assets that you're using. So some way of like linking sensors and sensor yes. data. Ideally, that would be a, a computer chip or some type of tool that you have to plug into your Hornet mm-hmm. or your Terrapin to make it less viable in another role outside of scanning. And that um, gives you or gives the other team a weak spot to counter the plays that you're trying to make is aiming after your intelligence vehicles. Okay. Um Minion, what's your, about your thoughts on this this sort of thing? What what it's what are the the, the shortfalls of stretches right now for a lot of that stuff, and what would be the long term uh, fixes you would make? Well, realistically, like a sensor suite, as he's describing, I think if for some people a visual reference, a good visual reference would be the fully zoomed out map in a game of uh, Homeworld. If anybody remembers that RTS game, because you were playing in three dimensions and you had all your ships and everything was relaying information to everything. I think that would be a good visual starting point as to say, this is kind of what you want to go with. But the problem is, is that visibility in, in Star Citizen is extremely low. Like Star Citizen is, it, 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 there's none of the connective, connective tissue is in there to really allow you to see beyond 12 or 15 kilometers in space, right? It's Mm -hmm. very few things, unless it's a specific marker, like, oh, by the way, you have a mission here. There's very few things that you can see off in the distance. And CIG has really got to tackle that. And I know that they they continuously kind of go, go back to, well, we haven't decided on a UI yet, so why build these systems out when we don't have the UI? The problem with that is, is that you like, these are all things that we need to get into the game and we need to start figuring out what the limitations are to give it to use his example. Let's say you have a Terrapin and he's 50 kilometers away from you and he's scanning out an enemy fleet. What's to stop you if you can lock through the Terrapin onto that enemy fleet from firing a torpedo? that whole distance and how far away should we allow players to do that? We need to be able to determine these things, but we don't have that infrastructure in the game yet to even let us figure out basic things like that. And I think that does come before a UI design really. So what you're saying is that like, this isn't even a UI issue. This is a backend game services issue. Yeah, it needs to be present even in some kind of basic level just so that we can start to work out what the balance point is 
what's fair for everybody or reasonable, I think would be a better word. Okay. So I know that CIG is working on long range scanning. Um, so what you're, what you're referencing is, is possibly not just long range scanning, but, uh, 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 being able to see the living, breathing battlefield within, let's say like a hundred kilometers of you. That's probably long range scanning will probably end up being more like, Oh, there's iron on that moon right here and stuff like that. I think that's what CIG is aiming for with long range scanning, but it, like if you think about uh, everyone's favorite ship, the Carrick, mm-hmm. and that big globe that it had in the middle of it, and the big scanning table, and everyone was like, "Oh, you're going to be able to see the battlefield on this." Whether or not that actually actually works, we need something like that in the game for a fleet commander. Like I despair of the idea of trying to be a fleet commander without having like kind of an eagle eye view of the battlefield. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going to echo most of what y'all are saying. I think currently the the, the ability to work together is is horrible. The current even <laughs> the current the current um, UI setup for knowing friend or foe is terrible. And the fact that you can go into a thing like Xenothreat and you can see somebody who pops up red because they accidentally shot you is a bad way. Like I almost think they need yeah. to kind of completely gut the system. Uh, the heads up display with with uh, with markers and allow them to be custom, allow for players to det- to determine friend or foe markers based off of their own statuses. Not just did someone shoot at you, but is this is this what is this? It's an unknown target. So it's just gray. And then you can set it to either friendly or hostile, depending on your own your own uh, sections. That's complicated. That sounds complicated because it is complicated. But Star Citizen is not a simple game and it needs a, a yeah. more complicated approach to it. That alone is 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 a pain in the butt, let alone knowing where your buddies are at any given time in any kind of scenario. And it also open up this the slot for uh, for a navigations officer or some sort of intelligence officer on a ship whose sole job is to sort through all this data and and make sure that people know where things are supposed to be you know oh um, absolutely i uh i blew up a million dollar payload of our own drugs at jump town yesterday because i didn't know whose constellation that was yeah yeah <laughs> like then like some sort of uh uh, uh is it iff system uh like, like yeah um friend or foe identification yeah yeah and ideally anyone that you ping as your ally should always be on your radar mm-hmm. as like a green little diamond if you want to get really complex we there's a whole symbology you could pull of it it tells you just at a glance what kind of asset you're staring at mm-hmm. so a tank to a um, apc looks completely different on a map and it's the fastest way to just tell what you're going up against in the shortest amount of time of reading. Okay. Yeah. So some, something, some kind of uh, visual language for different types of craft versus like a light fighter versus a medium fighter versus a heavy fighter or yeah. a um, transport ship or whatever. My org, my org uses a hodgepodge one, but mm-hmm. you can honestly just go on the NATO symbology list. There's about 300 pages and you could just rip the ones you need. And then you have the symbols right there. Yeah, and they already use NATO phonetics and all these other sort of things going on. So using the NATO NATO standardized would make sense as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's common. People know what it looks like. Know what know how it yeah. works. So, 
All right. Well, let's let's think about more in short term. What in the next, say, year or so could they accomplish to achieve some of these things? Minion, what are your thoughts? And then we'll move to CC. Um, well, first like step. you were first, saying, first steps. First steps uh, would be to basically acknowledge the state that it's in and to gut the system. It, I mean, let's be honest. You were right. It's a page one rewrite from the beginning. And you, what you would want to look at is, okay, when you start seeing things pop up on your radar, you need to know exactly what they are the, like just by glancing down at your radar. Because if you can't tell that, then your radar is no better than your eyes looking out the window realistically. So we need we need a better radar interface. We need a full UI rework. That's That's the most important thing because whether you do it through the map or whatever, you've got to we we need a system that gives us better situational awareness and um that's what needs to go like it it just needs a full rewrite a full re- uh rework cc that's uh i i'm going to have to agree with minion just unplugging it one step at a time you know first step they could do is make party members show up green on your radar instead of white and red um other than that um, until they completely wipe the system and put the axe to the grind wheel and build it up again, there's not much you can build off of with what we have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's let's switch gears to the 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 other uh, the other questions at hand is like 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 criminal gameplay. Currently, uh, criminal gameplay is pretty much set up as it like. You're doing hostile missions, uh, and you might be able to attack players. And I know there are some very talented pirates out there who know how to disable and uh, attack somebody and get get goods or money from people. Um, but those are people who who kind of are using the limited systems we have. So, what systems need to be put in place to allow for piracy to become viable? Think about it in like ten of the short run. Like, what are what would be one if you could do like one thing, one or two things this year that would be added? What would you add to try to improve uh, piracy overall? CC, go ahead and get started with this one. Amores, um, storing data. If you're, it's like hypothetical, you're in a C two running mm-hmm. a Quantanium load. You jump from Crusader to Yella. That Comoray, when you ping it, when you jump into Yella, you ping the Comoray. And for about 30 days on that server, it's going to save your ship type and your serial number as pinging that array. Mm-hmm. And as a pirate, over time, you can build what kind of ships are coming back through these lanes of traffic. And if you see a bunch of C2s, you know they're going to haul cargo. So you're going to, that gives you an ambush spot to set up at. So short term, it's comrades storing data. Okay, so being able to like access data about what ships have gone through the region at what times mm-hmm. and what their serial numbers are. Serial uh, number, ship types, time. Okay. And that will All allow right. you, if you're like me, who is an identity specialist, we can build whole networks off of what kind of ship and who's flying it and what their patterns are. So if you have a specific person you want to bag, after a couple months, you can map out how they play Star Citizen. Okay. Um... Minion, what are your thoughts on uh, Um, first first steps to improving pirate gameplay? Honestly, uh, we already have a way to kind of pull ships out of quantum 
but mm-hmm. it's it's it it really doesn't work. I spoke with, with Execute about this on the Info Runners a while ago, and he had a good idea for fixing it. But broad strokes, uh, quantum interdiction really doesn't work. Quantum suppression, like the ability for someone to quantum void, that does work. So that's kind of in there. But what we need is beyond the ability to disable someone's quantum drive, we need a way to move cargo from one ship to another quickly. Mm-hmm. So not the little hand tractor beam. I mean, that's adorable. That's cute. But we need the big industrial tractor beams on ships like the Caterpillar, on ships like the Cutlass. We need those things working in the game. Okay, so so uh, tractor beams specifically for like stopping people like shit like well not just stop like stopping a ship i think is is a little bit of an extra bonus if they put that in but mostly Mm. once someone opens up their cargo bay doors and they've got giant containers in their ship i want to be able to grab six or seven of those things yoink put them in my cargo hold and then bounce right because Mm. the the clock is ticking i got to get moving right yeah okay um let me see what I say. Uh, like I, I think I, I agree with both of you. I didn't think about the whole like being able to to track those sorts of targets uh, for identifications. Um, but what I was going to say, um, some sort of method to prevent to shut down systems, because I know they're sort of working on this with distortion damage, but there needs mm-hmm. to be some way to prevent someone from just running away, from just hitting the button. And having them go straight, just hitting like their afterburners and going, um, the the first sign of trouble, or being able to just go lull and hit their hit a hit a hit a you know self destruct button and then just blow themselves up. Um, there needs to be some sort of meaningful gameplay there, and I think um, having some sort of way of disabling engines uh, would be the first start. Some sort of meaningful like having distortions actually. A, like damage to systems. I think is the big key being able to damage systems, destroy them or turn them off. Well, I think that like the ship, like the Herald, if they, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, the Herald's one of my favorite ships. If, if you could actually hack into someone's ship, like a while ago, they talked about the idea of being able to shoot a missile at a ship and it would connect with mm-hmm. the ship's uh, systems. I think it was a data spike missile is how mm-hmm. they referred to it. If you could do that, and then you had a hacker on the Herald who's like, bop, 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 okay, boom, engines, power core, all shut down, shields gone. That would be amazing. But the problem is, is once again, we need that in the game. Yeah, I mean, For, we have that would be a That would be an amazing win if we could get that. Imagine seeing an unironic Herald flying through Stanton. It would be, it would bring a tear to my eye. Um... Yeah, no, I I think I think hacking is a good step. I mean, that's even with CC. You're even referencing it basically with being able to hack into comrades and track data, like take data out of comrades and go where what's been going by here. Um, and I think I think it's important to remember that as well because I know a lot of people who might have a knee jerk reaction with piracy and such. Um, most piracy is probably not going to be player based. It's going to be NPC based in the near future. Right now, players are just the only targets you really yeah. have. But in the, it, most targets, nine times out of ten, uh, a pirate is going to encounter an NPC, not a player. And if that's the case, there still needs to be some – the systems that are in, in place for players need to be available, able for NPCs and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, let me see what else I was going to talk about. Um, I, I think that's it for my, my discussion. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about or anything else you wanted to, to bring up? I saw in chat um, someone mentioned you can't have a perfect picture as a pirate. True. And that's 100% true. And you're never going to know 100% of everything or not going to know 100% of the networks that you're you're going after. And um, there there should be meaningful ways to counter any intelligence that you can gather, mm-hmm. what footprints you leave behind. To uh, bring it to the comma rays, a big thing that we have to deal with is um, multi-SIM phones. Mm-hmm. Um, every every phone manufacturer gives each phone three identifying card uh, numbers. And one's your phone number, one's your SIM card, and one's your SIM card slot. And if you have four, that is 60 numbers we have to know. And if we were missing one of those slots, quarter of our information is gone and sometimes we only have a phone number so we're losing 75 percent of the information and a lot of times that could be actionable that could be nothing and i see that as an easily implementable way to counter the comma ray hacking idea is you have multiple transponder code slots on your ship mm-hmm. and as you're jumping when you go to pyro ruin station you switch over to your third slot so you don't show up as Hercules one two three. You're now Starfarer five six seven, and it's up to who's trying to collect on you has to piece that together. That you're showing up as multiple ships, mm-hmm. and the way you would do that is to go to multiple comrades for an extended period of time to see are they pinged the similar routes over and over again. And then maybe that's the same person. One hundred percent agree. That's. Exactly. It should be difficult, especially when you're trying to track down another player. How would how would you all s- solve the problem of long range scanning then? Because like we've we've talked a lot about like like fleet logistics and being able to see the uh, the battlefield um, and being able to like say like identify like say this is you know saber one and this is you know saber two and saber four. And and this is, you know, uh, Raptor Wing 1 and whatever, like call signs, all the sorts of like being able to organize that pro- possible. But how about like when you're seeing a long distance target, say you're a fleet, you're you you're going into an area to take an, take over a location. How would like just practically you would approach the problem of that fleet being able to see the fleet or the targets in front of it? and being able to identify those targets at a range without making it too difficult or making it too specific. Because, uh, you know, C- I know CIG right now wants to say, like, all the targets, if they're multiple targets clumped together, they just show up as one big blob rather than being, yeah. you know, uh, individual targets. And as you get closer, it kind of filters out. How would you be able to, say, uh, allow for, say, a pirate fleet to know the difference between a security uh, fleet and a, uh, a, a cargo fleet? Um, I, I would, I would say that to use, uh, to use a, like na- like naval warfare as an example, let's say you're listening on the sonar and you're mm-hmm. hearing the sound of a screw and that the screw being the propeller of, uh, an enemy submarine, 
but you can also hear a little bit of a power plant noise. That that information to an untrained ear would just be like, oh, I just hear someone's propeller spinning in the water. But to a trained player, they would sit there and they go like, oh, no, no. You know what? That's the reactor. That's a UEE naval reactor. That's a javelin. There's a javelin in there. And I think I hear a Polaris too. Once you get practiced with it, like each ship would kind of emit its own kind of signature and it would function like sonar because when you think about it, radar and electronic emissions are almost like passive sonar in space. Like you would be listening mm-hmm. for sounds and signatures. You know something's over there. So you could aim your sensors in that direction and then you could listen to it. And a really good player who knows their stuff could pick that out and go, I hear a javelin, but mm-hmm. I also hear a starfarer. And maybe his engines are a little off. I think we can move in on that. I think he's vulnerable. That's that's the gameplay, like the dream come true, at least from my perspective. That's what I would like to see. Okay. But we'll um, see what CIG does. And for chat, it's, it's like, well, this would be a capability a pirate would have. This is this is more of a general idea. I mean, pirates, yes, but this would also matter is like if you have a fleet moving into an area that's trying to occupy say, uh, a planet or, or a station, which is controlled by another, another group. You want to know what's that on the other side. What are, you're, you're, as you're approaching a target, you're going to want to know what you're facing. Because if you just jump out of quantum and you jump right into, I don't know, four, four Idris's in front of you and you're just rocking up in a Polaris, you're probably going to get your butt kicked. And you want to know beforehand, before you jump out of quantum, what you're seeing. Because no one should just have to, like, blindly roll the dice when they come out of quantum Mm -hmm. uh so uh cc how about you how would you solve some of of these this this issue but how would you go about having players be able to cipher to to filter out to see what was going ahead of them uh minion minion is right all of our collection or signet wise is knowing what kind of frequencies people talk on and what kind of signatures assets will give off um, another thing I think they could have is they could have communications um, identifiable. So if you're in a security fleet or stalking one, hammerheads are going to be talking a lot more to each other than a convoy of starfares. So mm-hmm. if you notice a lot of chatter happening, that's probably a hard target. And another thing is combat assets don't fly in formation too much. Because you want to be able to spread your line to cover as much ground, and then being wide instead of long gives you a stronger defense, and you can maneuver elements to assist failing spots where a linear formation travels really fast, mm-hmm. or a column formation is able to travel really, really fast, but it can't react to threats. So if you see having these hammerheads spread out might give you a hint that this is a combat formation, but if you see a line of signatures, it's probably cargo, especially if they not giving off as much noise. And the last part is sometimes you just have to fight for it. And in the military, we have what's called fighting for information, and that is preemptively attacking an enemy to force them to deploy and show their hand. Mm-hmm. So if you if you attack a convoy, just throw a torpedo out there, a hammerheads a polaris most likely will try to square up with your retaliators where a starfarer is going to spool the quantum drives and you can see on the signatures that their drives or their ems are going up 
you can mm -hmm. infer that they're probably trying to jump away. So you have something that can't fight back, which is okay. worth robbing. Okay. All right. So what I'm hearing both of you, and I think this is actually a, a good idea in general, is having dedicated signatures for various uh, ships. And, and I've seen a lot of chatter in chats like, well, how would you do that possibly? That seems too complicated. And the answer is pretty simple in my mind. Yeah. Each, each ship has its own frequency and you can have a frequency just be a bunch of lines. It doesn't actually have to matter. It just has to be visually represented. Uh, you know, like a the frequency meter on a uh, on like a radio or any kind of like a spectrum device, multi-spectrum device, where you can see like the patterns of how these things work. Seeing the pattern, each pattern will, yeah. will correspond with a separate ship, um, and uh, you know, or at least tell you like EM wise if it's high EM, low EM, uh, high high heat, high low heat. There are more, and this is already like a staple of sci-fi. As John mm -hmm. pointed out, the expanse having drive signatures, yeah. each ship having a unique drive signature is important as well. Um, yeah, especially EM smaller ships show up lower, and then most of your combat ships, they're going to have higher EMs because they're packing more guns. Each mm -hmm. turret gives off more electromagnetic signature. So if you get something that has a similar CS to a Starfare but has an extremely high EM and IR, mm -hmm. it could be a hammerhead or yeah, hammerhead. Because that is packing that many more turrets. And if you're talking on radio signals, yep, that is something we do track and collect on. And we get a whole range of um, frequencies that we have. And you can collect all that. And it comes down to whoever is analyzing this data to know that cutoff point to this is an Aurora-style ship. So this is a combat ship with its with this, uh, radio frequencies. That we do now, we can tell a walkie-talkie from a push-to-talk two-way radios in a Humvee just by what frequencies they're talking on. Okay. Um, and and people who are saying this the stealth ships would be, be useless then. No, because no, stealth ships it, yeah. are, could be easily disguisable. That's the point of stealth ships. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think like the, what people aren't picking up um, is maybe the fact that, yes, you know, like every ship, let's say you go onto the market, you buy the size two bearing reactor, right? And so mm -hmm. that'll be across multiple ships. We'll have that same bearing reactor, but each ship will attenuate that sound at a different, in a different way. Cause each ship is built differently. It's armor layout. It's, you know, the way it's hull is built. It'll it'll give off a different unique sound that says this is a javelin, this is you know this, and a stealth ship will absolutely suppress any of those you know emissions and make it extremely difficult to hear at range. So it's not so much that stealth ships are be, be useless. You have to remember that we're still talking about like shining a flashlight in a dark room, but what if you put your hand in front of the flashlight? Then you're much harder to see. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's also important to remember that this is this is the kind of gameplay that is high level. This is not something you're a, a cargo pilot doesn't care if they're in a yeah. or a freelancer. This is something you'd want for fleet on fleet engagements or somebody who's a pirate who's going to have to collect this information. This is this is high level, high difficulty. Um, yeah, you know, you wouldn't want this to be simple because something like this being simple would be boring for for yeah. large, large groups of players. So. Uh, 
so yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's a good idea. Like especially like have every ship have its own frequency, and as long as the players know the frequencies, they know the patterns that these 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 drives give off or these ships gives off. They can yeah. they can identify it, and it may be that a Polaris and a and a Hammerhead have very similar signatures because they're about the same size. So it's a matter of like then looking at more information. What is the EM versus the IR? Uh, you know, and you know uh, that way a a you know, uh, a, a smart hammerhead pilot or a smart hammerhead engineer would know to dial down the ER a little bit, up the IR, and they could camouflage themselves as a whole series because yeah. they're using the right frequencies, the right the right frequencies plus the right uh, ranges of uh, their energy signatures to try to camouflage themselves at a distance so someone doesn't know that they're a hammerhead. Um, that would be know. a dream come true. Yeah. And it's it's not all about just signatures and signet mm-hmm. and and intelligence. We have a million different disciplines. We have our human, our open sources, mm-hmm. signatures, geospatial. And if you're really gonna want to collect on something, you have to corroborate multiple disciplines together. Yeah. So right, as Chat's saying, you might not be able to tell AC2 apart if it's running correct stealth opponents from another ship. But if you're scraping global chat, or if they ever implement a, some kind of in-game news articles that you can read, if you're scraping those, you might get a story about the military's moving large transport vehicles in this area. And then you can infer from there that this is probably transport ships you're seeing a signature that could be a transport ship. It's most likely a transport ship. And then you would do flybys over time in a terrapin to scan and see if you can tell certain components or if they have ground vehicles and what cargo they have in there. Because mm-hmm. um, an Argo mole isn't going to have the same shields that a C2 has. Mm-hmm. And it's building these profiles over time is the biggest part about intelligence and building actionable intelligence is this could be months to weeks of preparation. Uh, and, and you can even make it even more, you can even remove the ship fact factors themselves and just use uh, components, the size of components mm-hmm. um, and the different, having something to the effect of like, I just came up to the, the concept of like, um, civilian versus industrial versus performance and versus military, they all should have probably different looks the way they're, mm. they're working. Yeah. So, so at, at long distance, just being able to see a blob, you might be able to tell IR and EM signatures. And if you get closer, you might be able to tell specific aspects of, you know, the frequencies that are being used just to kind of figure out, Oh, they're using military components. They're using stealth components. They're using whatever. Uh, and stealth yeah. components, obviously, at a range would, would reduce that. So it's much difficult to spot them at range. You have to get much closer to be able to see what the heck they're, they're doing. Because uh, people forget that stealth isn't invisibility. You, yeah. Even modern stealth isn't invisibility. It's just reducing the signature bounce back. So reducing the ability for you to see something will, will make a ship that's the size of a Idris look like the ship the size of a freelancer. And you may not give a shit about a freelancer if it's just alone flying through through space. Um, yep. So and while while you're at that, you're you're checking your human sources. If you have people on the ground who know what's happening in that system, you're 
going to go through any open sources mm-hmm. or people talking on global is is there an um, CIG post an article about what's happening I don't I don't like going off the game to mm-hmm. collect information so I I like something like Galnet from ED mm-hmm. where you can open up a newspaper article and go uh, Stanton Times is reporting new military hardware trafficking in the system and then you cross from side and you're like I think I'm looking at a military convoy you go back to the comrades you see UE Starfare UE Hammerhead mm-hmm. and you'll be able to build a picture that way even if what you're looking at looks like a freelancer and it's it's an Idris yeah all right um I think I think we're going to end it there and go into the questions and answers session so um I think these are all good ideas. <laughs> um, well, I'll ask one more question. Do you think any of this is viable in the next year or so? Do you think CIG could come up with some sort of signature system for ships in the next, uh, by by this time next year? Um, Go ahead, CC. If they, if they really thought about it, they could make every size of ship have a unique IR signature and EM signature. Okay. Um, obviously stealth would always play down sizes, but they could definitely make it look very distinguishable between a Hercules and a freelancer based on just raw size of ships. And, um, for the comrades and tracking what ships and what activities ping in these comrades, that is just as easy as letting us see that information because CIG has to know on the back end when you, when you call into yellow. Yeah, they they they, probably, they definitely track that information. They track where ships go at what what location. Yeah, so just put it behind a crypto key lock and let me mm-hmm. see it. They even have like that's the whole point of quantum. Like the whole quantum system is that. So if if when they start adding in the quantum systems for NPC movements, that would definitely be tracked by CIG. So we should be able mm-hmm. to track some of that as well. Uh, Minion, what do you think? Is this would this be possible in the near future? Any of this be possible in the near future? I think that like the foundational elements, the ideas of ships having signatures and or certain hulls having like a way that they attenuate the components to have a certain sound or something like that. All of that is, I don't think that that's too hard to do. The problem is, is that where I think that CIG might stumble is designing the interface that mm-hmm. gives us that information because they tend to they tend to overreach when they build their UIs. They tend to go a little too far down one road before they go, is this practical? Does this work? I mean, the personal inventory system is a wonderful example where it it took so long to get it, but realistically, it it, it kind of doesn't really work the way it's laid out and it needs to be fixed, but they already went so far with it. It's just, it, I, I think that, it would be a, a really difficult hurdle for CIG to get over to, for uh, for us to get a system that we could use in the ways that we've described. Okay, so you think it would be it'd be challenging? All right, I will say that CIG is never never uh, down never is always okay. It rarely backs down from a challenge. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> they as, as if, you, if you listen to Jared and you listen to the CIG devs, they like challenges and stuff like that. So who knows? Uh, I I'll say I. I think the key with a lot of this stuff is if, if CIG was to take any message from this is that they need to start from square one with how ships interact with other ships through scanning. Um, mm-hmm. Just from basic UI elements to 
how to de- determine uh, friend from foe and be able to identify just ships at short, medium, and long range. Because ship identification right now is is simple and sometimes oversimplified and also not very engaging as a as content. Um, yeah. So uh, the, I think the, the, the hard part is making it simple enough so someone who just picks up the game and goes, woo, whoosh, whoosh, pew, 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 you know, can play the game and not have a bad time, but have it, it be in depth enough that a player could um, pick up the, you know, really learn the game, learn the systems and be able to have an advantage by knowing those systems. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're just grabbing bounty missions and chaining those around yellow and that's all you do, you don't need to necessarily engage with this kind of gameplay. Mm-hmm. So they just need to implement that kind of system where it's skill-based for all of us who yeah. want to engage with it. Yeah. As long as it gives an advantage to the people who want to engage with it, you know, all right. Well, thank you so much for watching this. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you um, follow both of these wonderful creators on their, uh, their, their channels. And uh, if you like this content, please watch us live on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, twitch.tv slash The And if you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, tell us your thoughts down below. Are we insane? Is everything we just said j- gibberish? Would you, do you hate this idea? Do you love this idea? What would you do? Um, you know, what, what suggestions would you give CIG in terms of fixing these signals and uh, when it relates to fleet operations or whether it relates to piracy? Uh, Let me know in the comments down below. And like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.